Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. All right, we're back here, and it sounds like a little bit that we're gotten the the the, the buzz out of the the headset. Sorry about that. The people that are watching on the live, supposedly there was a copyright issue. The copyright police were out, and uh, they actually hit it from you guys when it's live. And then I guess once it becomes completed, they basically mute out the part that has the copyrighted music. So sorry about that. I know Jansen. Wanted to watch the show, but probably on his big screen TV. And congratulations <laughs> to him, the academic all state for his team in Ida. Then they get to the regionals as well. Uh, yeah, they won. They won the district against Dundee. Mm-hmm. A low, low score game, thirty eight, thirty five, and then they lost to Romulus Summit Academy. Mm-hmm. He forty seven, twenty five. They they played well defensively. The problem was the second half they just couldn't hit water to if they were on a boat dock in the middle of a lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was a. But hey, you know I think, but I think he's got. He only had one senior in his starting lineup, mm-hmm. and that was Nick Hovist. But he's got four, four starters coming back. Back and provided everybody can stay healthy, mm-hmm. including uh, Kirby Karsten, who missed most of the year, recovered from a knee injury. Carter mm-hmm. Dietrich was slowly getting worked back in as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he's got some couple nice shooters down on the JV team, including my little cousin Zach Hemery. Oh. Okay. Who wears the ice trays? Okay. Nice. 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 So, I think he's got he's got a chance to possibly um, do some damage next year. It really depends on who ends up in their district or in their regional as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So David, you're on the, you're on the hot seat. Let's talk about the Tudor Rocket men's basketball here. As we got the, the stuff going on, we got about ten minutes. I'm just going to read out six numbers. O for eleven. 6 of 21, 6 for 11. That's 12, for those of you doing your math in your head, that's 12 of 43. That is the combined field goal percentage of three of the five starting men's basketball players when the Rockets played Dayton in the NIT first round. And again, after the game, Coach Kowalczyk mentioned the length and the defensive ability Mm -hmm. of Dayton, which again... Agree. A lot of people are saying we were talking about this off the off the air that the Dayton's the solid defensive team, one of the best in the country, and probably should have been in the field of '68. They were actually Team '69. Nice. But but you just gotta you have to make shots. And a lot of people are saying, yeah. And looking at some of the commentary and like after the game. Like, when your starters aren't able to hit shots, it's going to be a rough night. And the Rockets just kind of, I don't want to say punched in the face early, but they got down and it was hard for them to really capitalize and come back into the game. And then, not as though Dayton, I don't want to say played extremely well in the first half. Yes, they shot a little bit better than us. 
But really, it was that second half that they came out and we were unable to capitalize. We kept it relatively close. I mean, 34-23 is still a lot of... There's still a lot of game left, but... Momentum momentum swings in a way. And... We were just in the second foot and then again, missing shots. Well, those those shots are missed because of, of of the size, and I try to tell people that you got to understand when you when you Dayton Dayton should be in the tournament. That's one. But I mean, also, well, as we got to mention, Jared Jansen has tuned in on his big screen. Also, Greg Saylor from Blissfield, well tuned in. Nice area. <laughs> but also, th- this is one thing that former Toledo Rocket John Vandekave, also a friend of the show, told me. Said free throw shooting was what did him in in the semifinal against Akron. Mm-hmm. Well, that does any team, man. You got to hit free throws. Yeah, really. exactly. Get, how many how many times have we said? And Akron played UCLA really well. Oh well, yeah, they did. When I I th- I kind of thought that UCLA was going to blow them out, and then I saw that they were Akron was just kind of hanging around and wouldn't wouldn't go in. Like, well, they might have a chance to win this and. But then UCLA pulled it out. Now, I actually, I actually thought you. Well, the reason being, I thought UCLA was going to win big because they have all five starters back from last year's team that came within a whisker of making the championship game. But I, I think that here's the thing: you try to it, it gets it, it gets irritating. Toledo had a great season. Let's put that this way: they really dominated the MAC. But at the end of the day. The MAC is a mid-major conferences, and it's kind of split up this way. There's Power Five, or in basketball, it's Power Six. Because some people think that Big East is really a big conference in basketball, not football, but basketball, obviously. And then you have high major, mid-major, and, and low, low major. major. Toledo is mid-major, while Dayton is high major, whether you like it or not. They're in the A10. That is a better conference. You know, we got Vinnie Williams. They got from Toledo St. John's. Got first team all conference in the A10. Look at Richmond. They just beat uh, Iowa. But and, you, he, and, he, and even da- even Davidson, who was one right, of the regular season. season. But the thing about it is, you got to understand. Look at their lineups compared to most MAC teams. They have power five, power six matchups. Maybe a little less skill. But if you think about it, they got legit 6'10", 6'11", centers. Some of their fours are 6'8", some of their threes are even 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Where in the mat, you could be a 6'7", six, 6'8", six, center or power forward. It just it just didn't really match up. It just it just was not a good matchup for Toledo. Now, Shoemate had a really bad day. But if you are a really basketball head, and like you said, coaching and watching this, you could already look on the floor. This was uh, a valiant effort by Toledo. They did really well. Um, but they weren't going to match up. And then you got Holmes' kid that was really a top, I think, 100 player, top 50 player in the country. He goes to Dayton. That's a good steal for Anthony Grant. I mean, there's no way you, you're going to stop him. He was their leading scorer with 20 points. But then the rest of the guys they had, I mean, the lineup was was off the charts where most of the guys were 6'4", 6'5", and above. And they are missing their point guard as well. So it was just... When you play basketball, you're not used to that length. You have to adjust, and you start to miss shots. And sometimes for basketball players, if you're not seeing the ball get in the hole, you have a you have a bad shooting night. That's just what it is. I think Toledo fans shouldn't really say that Kowalczyk's a choke artist. He's this, he's that. They played 
They lost to two great quality teams. Akron went on to win the MAC championship, had a great showing in the um, NCAA tournament. Dayton probably should have been in the tournament. Probably, probably should have been over in Michigan, to be quite honest with you, if you really look at it. But, you know, here, there's here and already there. But here's the, 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 the point. It's showing you why the MAC is a one-bid league. You don't have enough teams to really compete at the big boy level. Okay. Period. Well, I, w- I want to throw this in here, too, because I think this league needs to be a one-bid league, given their recent track record. Ooh. The Mountain West Conference. Wow. You know how many how many how many tournament games has the Mountain West won combined this year and last year? What anyone want to take a guess? You say two, David. What do you say? Well, I mean, they lost to Michigan, so I'm gonna just just gonna say maybe one or zero. But Ma- Michigan zero what? in but the last two tournaments. Mountain West has gone zero and eight. I don't, I don't yeah, know. That's also matchups. Though. That's Matt. Yeah, I think that's. I think Michigan's not really a true eleven seed. They've just underachieved all year. If you really look on paper, they really should be uh, probably yeah, a did. top five seed. Now they underachieved. They took care of Colorado State. Now it wasn't like Michigan went in there and just slapped them. No, they no, went in there. It was Col- a competitive game. Colorado, Colorado State was up by double digits, and I'm thinking, okay, Boise State won right. Or did they lost. No, they lost to, to uh, Memphis. Yeah, Boise so, lost Memphis to Memphis. Memphis is on fire. Sandy. I mean, that one I kind of saw. San Diego State kind of gagged against Creighton. And then Wyoming was one of the last four in. I thought that Indiana ended up beating them. But I think, but I guess there's some who have been fans of the Mountain West saying, you know, maybe this is, this conference just kind of, they are who we thought they were. Rest in peace, Denny Green. I mean, just to put it that way, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward if uh, the selection committee starts saying, you know, maybe we got to start. Uh, nah, they won't do that because if you notice, and I've noticed this the last few years, this is strategically picked. If you notice, and, and, and it has to be strategically picked because now instead of when I, maybe when Jared and I were kids, you know, you only had CBS and there wasn't all these networks showing all the games or ESPN for a while back in the day. But most of the time you got regional coverage. Well, now all the games are being shown. So now you got pressure to put on a good product on television. They're going to do matchups. If you notice, why is every NCAA game good quality? There's no really no blowouts. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, Except St. For, Peter's beat Kentucky, and no one knew where St. Peter's was. Until Jersey they, City, New Jersey. You didn't know that until they beat them. Come on now, don't Actually, lie. Actually, I knew that before then. How? Who coaches them? Ah. Uh, Damn it! I've right, heard. yeah, exactly. And I know who Shaneen Holloway who yeah, played that, at Seton Hall. They was right. They was right there. No, it was not because you would have had it. Come on, you didn't know. Yeah, and I'm sure in your bracket you probably picked Kentucky like oh, I did. I did. I, I did. I'm full and I, by the way, I have f- filled out a bracket. <laughs> I did too, and it's uh, not. A, we'll just say it's not in very good shape. Right, but that's <laughs> the that, that's the thing. The the right now with it being on True TV, TNT, TBS. Also on 11, it's not on the CBS Sports Network. You got to put a good product on. And that's another reason why I think the MAC is a one bid league. Akron did well. Akron did well. But some people could argue that Toledo was probably the best team in the league this year, which they are. But let's say Toledo gets in the tournament, they pull what they pulled against Dayton. That's not good TV. You can't have you can't have a bunch of blowouts. You have to make it where the teams are competitive, and that's where I think they're looking at now. Which teams and what conferences are going to go in here and make the games competitive? Now, the Mountain West might not have one win, but their games have been competitive. 
They don't want that. Now, back in the day when, you know, I don't know how, how old is Jared? Is he, is he your age? He's 31. Just, just He just turned 31 on the Monday of uh, the regional semifinals. You guys are on the cusp. I mean, you probably remember when Christian Leitner hit that shot, right? I know David didn't because David was born. I was... A wee, uh, you were still in Pampers, right? I was, I was probably three years old when that happened. Okay, so you graduated to pull-ups. I mean, I remember when, when Christian Leitner hit that shot, but... Back in the day, if you were a Duke fan or a Kentucky fan, you weren't getting those games unless you lived in Lexington. Everybody else got the regional games. A lot of times, you know, we got the Big Ten, you know. But most of the time, those everyone knew those games were blowouts. The only time they would show that game is like the year, I think, Princeton, I think, upset it. Um, UCLA. That year, but no, there was the was ni- 90 when Georgetown got upset. Princeton beat Georgetown back in 90. It was on ESPN, and ESPN was like, oh, this is going to be a blowout, and they didn't even really want to show the game. Like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually a good game. So now that every every game is being shown because you can flip through them, the committee is really looking at, I think, matchups. With that being said, the MAC is not looked on. It's not no depth in the MAC. I mean, Kent State, Akron, but Toledo, I mean, you can do all you want to. And I, it sucks for the mid-majors. I know it sucks for them because power fives and high majors don't want to schedule them because they're afraid to lose. And it has to be on their terms. So you got to play who you got to play. But at the end of the day, it's about TV. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I, def- I definitely agree that they want to have good matchups. I mean, why do you, th- I mean, why do you think that we saw Michigan State and Davidson in the first round? <laughs> Yeah, it's a good matchup, and it was what was it? It was must see TV. Yeah, I know. Jared said Duke's. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, I'll I'll get to Duke in a moment because <laughs> his tar his Jared's a North Carolina fan for anyone just tuning in, and right now his Tar Heels are up on Baylor thirty five twenty four. That's what that's an upset I did call. But once bracket. again, that's a good matchup right there. Or we got Gonzaga and Memphis. I mean, they're all, you know, UConn, New Mexico State. You always have the 12 and the 5. Usually the 12 usually wins. Um, I, I, you know, Iowa, I thought, could take care of business, but they didn't. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, okay. Well, well, let, by let, the let, way, if he's a, is Jared, a, he's a North Carolina fan? Because I was like, if he's a Michigan yeah. fan, Tennessee's about to uh, put that vault volunteer butt whooping on him. Yeah, I, I, I'll, okay. Well, let me, let me get to Iowa. This is a team I had in the final four. I mean, you know, they're clicking at the right time. I'm the shooters are roll. They got shooters. Guys are playing well. They're, I mean, because the biggest knock on Fred McCaffrey coach teams was they didn't do very well defending well. It seemed like they actually started doing that. And then uh, against Richmond, they and – and this isn't just me saying this. This is other people. They didn't play with any like, – any, Emotion or intensity, and it's something. Now look, I'm then I'm a I'm a disciple of the Church of Mark Hubbard when it comes to coaching, and, and I've heard Hub and Bolin everyone say you have to play with energy and emotion and intensity. Well, duh. He, yeah, and I and I wouldn't do that at all. And what and a Richmond team that on surface had no business winning. Goes out there and wins, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Richmond because, for one, that's, well, that's a, a good program. Like that, um, I think it's a Gilliard, their point guard, somebody who I really like as a player. There, so because I he played very well in the uh, A10 tournament, mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, give, give them their credit. The only thing is they're probably got a high major program, high major uh, conference, A-10, A-10. And that's a good ball. truth is, I think they they have a shot to beat Providence. I'm just not, I don't, Providence just isn't very, Providence doesn't really play that disciplined. So it's possible, but no. I think probably due to the Friars and Ed Cooley over there, the boys. And I don't know what you mean by that. They don't play discipline because some of the games I've watched, they got some really good sets. Now they well, just lost to teams that more a little bit more talented than them. But I think Providence is a very disciplined team. To, just from my eyes, I've, I've watched a lot of Big East basketball. I like Providence. Just, just a thought. Uh, yeah. Is Jansen doing AAU this year? Um, I don't know if he's doing anything with Level Up, Jared. If you, if you can answer that for us, just curious. Yeah, but he did it last year. Kind of going going to the teams from my home state of Michigan. As for Michigan and Colorado State, this is this is where I'm gonna uh, give some give credit where it's due, and that's to young Frankie Collins. He had to start at point guard because Devontae Jones was injured in concussion protocol. And I remember talking with uh, with a couple friends of mine who are Michigan fans. I said, "Hey, young Collins is gonna have to learn how to put his nuts on in a game like this." And lo and behold. He did just that. So he had to put on his nuts or eat some nuts. He had to put his nuts on. He had to nut up or shut up, and he nutted up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He he did, he did just that. So definitely definitely a good win for Michigan. Even though Colorado State live by the three, die by the three. Right. I thought I thought Izzo lost his touch, right, David? Then that would let me. I, I, I will get there. Can y'all just? Well, you only got a couple minutes because we got to okay. get, get into NBA. As for Friday. as for as, okay, and like you said, I think Michigan's probably going to get hit in the back of the head with a garbage can by Tennessee. He as for Michigan State, you know they survived a close game against Davidson, which I thought said, you know, this is a game I could see going either way. Hey, but thought ends on Sunday when they lose to Duke. Michigan State. Yeah, they two, two great coaches going at each other. You don't for have one last time. One last time. I mean, Michigan State could possibly win. I mean, if that happens, does that mean you'll eat a burger, a nothing burger, or crow? Or what? I, wanna, I know I wanna, you've been hating on Izzo lately. Hey, I'm on. Hey, I'm owning up to it right now. Do. He got he got his guys to nut up or shut up in the Big Ten tournament. Even though they lost to Purdue, the effort was there. I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna complain about that. Mm-hmm. And he got them to and guys had to and guys ended up pulling a close one out against Davidson. I mean, were there things I saw that game that I didn't like? Yeah, but hey, this time of the year doesn't matter whether you win by one or a hundred. As for their matchup against Duke, I. It's a bad matchup. Well, they, they don't. They don't have. They don't have anybody at the five spot to defend Paulo Banchero. This isn't like when they went against Zion Williamson and Xavier Tillman was that guy who could be well. Who for could one, defend. they had Cassius Winston too. They, yeah, they don't have the point guard play. But I'm pretty sure after the, the game is over, I mean, you, you're giving uh, Coach Izzo his praises, but we all know what you really want out of. Uh, out of Michigan State, we, you know that you know you want to give him the Lassie effect. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Absolutely not. Okay, because it seems like he, he, you're writing I've, his obituary for him. I've, I've only said that his time is coming at some point. He's not. Nah. He's not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be there forever. I talked with a couple of Michigan State loves about this, and they actually agree with me. No. 
Derek, come on. <laughs> what you want? What is all that? Is not you want to put Derek, him out to the curb? That's not what I want. Okay. I'm only telling my Spartan brethren mm-hmm. this time is going. It's gonna happen. When it is, I don't know. I mean, I've only said it's probably two more years. Tiles be- once his son Steven graduates, I think that might be the time where he decides to hang it up. Foster Lawyer looked pretty good in this game too. But I, well, basically, th- telling your Michigan State brethren to load your desert eagle. I know we're not doing that, and, I'm, and I'll say this right now: if if I if I was an alum, I would gladly cut the check to build Tom Izzo a statue outside of Breslin Center. Guess what, Michigan State brethren? Do you feel lucky? Do you? <laughs> you really? Want I do, I don't because I David, think you think so. Duke's a bad matchup, and I think Duke is a team of destiny because they want to send Coach K out into the sunset a winner. Even though I don't think that's probably going to happen because they'll run into Arizona, who Arizona is my pick to win it all. Okay, well. Jared is do not doing AAU. He is doing some JV baseball. And he's got to put up with me a couple of times. Okay, good. All right, David, your last thoughts on this. Then we'll swing into the NBA real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Max Christie's going to have a game against life, or against the team that he was initially recruited by. Tom Izzo's going to put Coach K out of it. Gosh dang it, David. Why must you make me buy into this? No, you don't want to Max, buy in. You just, he just wants he, to have a reason to get rid of Izzo. I'm not saying we got to get rid of him. It's just, I, look, the family wants Michigan State to win, but I'm also a realist. You're right. You're right. The, 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 let's face it. And Basically, I, Tom Izzo is 70 shag carpet, and you got to redo the living room, so you're going to roll him up and throw him to the curb. I, I get it. I get he's it. not. Okay. He's, he's not. 70 shag, car- shag carpet. <laughs> there are better ways to get rid of that, but I, like I said, I, th- I think Duke is just a bad matchup. I'm talking from a basketball standpoint here. Mm-hmm. You, David, do you think... There's nobody who is as good defensively as Xavier Tillman was. Who I mean, look, Julius Marble, I mean, look, I love how he busts his ass on defense, but the problem is he gets into foul trouble too quickly, and that's not going to work against Paolo Banchero. I, I just think that um, it's going to be a defensive struggle. Michigan State's just going to going to stifle Duke. I think Duke's going to have a bad shooting night. We've seen Duke have bad shooting nights before. All right. Well, um, some some notable games I think we should look at before we get into uh, We'll just do the one segment for the NBA with the 50 burgers. What are some games you right now? Obviously, North Carolina Baylor is a good one to watch. What are some other ones? Um, St. Mary's UCLA. That'll be an interesting one. Texas Purdue. I think Purdue will get that one. Murray uh, State and St. Peter's. St. Peter's getting to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, who knows? I Purdue. I think Te- I think Texas probably beats Purdue. I I don't trust. Please. I don't trust Matt Painter in this spot. And even even though even you though you trust Chris Beard. Yeah, Chris Beard, I trust more than Painter. Mm. Oh, wow, Ohio State, Villanova, that'll be an interesting one. Um, I think Chris Holtman drops the ball on that. But Yeah, he, even though it looked like he was running the Mark Hubbard shell drill against Loyola. Yeah, that's true. Um, Illinois and Houston, that'll be a good one. Yeah, Illinois almost got beat by Tennessee Chattanooga. And here's, here's why, because Chattanooga... Could not hit their free throws. 7-14, lose by one. You make two free throws, including 
front ends of one and ones. Mm-hmm. You win that game. Yeah, yeah, I, I preach it all the time. Arizona TCU won't be a bad game. I think Gonzaga Memphis that'll be a goodie. Um, and then Arkansas, New Mexico State, I'll pass. Texas Tech and Notre Dame, hmm. that'll be a good one, I think. Uh, how about how about uh, Cormac Ryan? That that dude uh, got some buckets yesterday. Right. A lot of had twenty had twenty nine over Alabama. Mm-hmm. Nate Oates over there, former Buffalo coach. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go from there to the NBA, the association, because we're new in basketball. Dave, go tell us why there's a lot of fifty burgers. And oh. I have the 50 burger shirt, shirt on. on. Yes, Frank has the 50 burger shirt on. I mean, when guys like Sadiq Bear dropping 50 burgers. Sadiq Bay is actually a pretty good player. So don't, <laughs> don't try, to, don't, don't don't try hate, to make him seem like he's Don't trash. hate on Sadiq well, Bay. I'm, I'm not saying like he's a I'm not saying that he's a scrub or anything, but like you expect it from the LeBrons, you expect it from the Kyrie's, you expect it from the Jason Tatum's. Like guys that we know are high-volume, both David, shooters I've and seen, having the ball in their hands. David, I've seen Willie Burton of the Miami Heat back in the beginning of the 94-95 season get a 53-point game, and he never had nothing close to that in his career. So it's possible for guys to get a 50-piece here and there. And yeah, I ain't talking and, and, about chicken nuggets. I mean, I would, I would put Sadiq Bay in there. Like, you don't expect Sadiq Bay to drop a 50-burger. Right, but he like, can. But he. But he. But they didn't have Kate Cunningham, and he's actually. If you watch Pistons games, he's actually a pretty quality player. I, I would think if Killian Hayes got a fifty piece or Corey then Joseph, then I'd be like, eh. but Sadiq Bay's actually got some game. Go ahead though, David. I was waiting for Kate yeah. to drop a fifty burger. He probably will. You, you guys, yeah. you got a superstar in him. Oh yeah. I would, although I would like. Uh, would like somebody to pair with him in this upcoming draft, looking at you, Jaden Ivey, mm. or, po- or possibly Paolo Banchero. I'm- we'll see. Keep going, David. We've got yeah, five and, minutes. And I, and I think it's because, like, we're seeing a lot of these, like, we're obviously the game is naturally going where a lot of people are, you know, live by the three, die by the three, high-bottom shoes, and even thinking about guys that are more physical at the rim that take a lot of the shots. So you think about Jason Tatum, who shoots – a lot of threes. You think about Carl Anthony Towns, who more recently, since kind of post All Star break, has really shot a lot more threes, including that's how he got a significant chunk for his fifty burger. He I had sixty think, actually. Even, he had fifty better. with some fifty with an extra cheese and uh, tomato sauce, aka but, ketchup. Keep going. I think he added some bacon on there too because mm-hmm, he had sixty. I do. I think that. Each night we're going to get a 50-burger? No. no. but I just think that this recent stretch, like, it it, it takes it makes people notice that aren't the diehard, you know, casual basketball fans. That you're seeing, like, oh, light up the scoreboard, light up the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that some of these, a lot of these teams are producing, you know, like, like when, when you're hot, you're hot. Like, like we were saying with the Rocket segment. Like, when you see the ball go into the net, you're going to keep shooting, and mm-hmm. throughout this month in particular, we've seen a lot more fifty burgers. So maybe Irish eyes are smiling. At forty-seven, like shooters are going to shoot. Yeah, and they, and they should. We should look at the offensive production. I thought you were going to give me some kind of insight on mm-hmm. why there was so many fifty burgers, but I guess not. I mean, also, you know, do teams really like play defense where we're seeing so many games in the one hundreds? Like it's basically at this point just you know. First, well, the rules first are 150. The rules are geared towards offense. Yeah. 
anything else, David? I'm surprised he didn't ask me about my 50 burger shirt that I have on. <laughs> David, what about his? What's it mean? I I can't see. You can't see so. it. Well, if you no. well, I, I have I, I have it on. It's a well. Re- reason is I. It's a it's a barstool sports shirt. It's a phrase coined by Dan Katz, aka Big Cat. Mm-hmm. I guess is what a team in the, in the NFL scores fifty points, or a basketball player drops fifty. But I first saw the shirt on a gentleman from uh, Riverview High School, Mr. Cal Lockhart. All right, we're wearing it. His dad posted on Instagram. I was like, okay, I gotta get this shirt. And it was just sold out, sold out. Finally, I found the darn thing. And at the girls' regional semifinal where Bedford Irving were playing, I run into Cal, and we both had the 50-burger shirt on. Who's Cal? Cal Lockhart's the gentleman with the blonde hair. Right, what does he do? He was a senior at Riverview, played football and basketball, was our Friday Night Victors Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, and he's wearing the 50-burger shirt. Yeah. So, kind of cool how all that worked out. Yeah, that's a cool story. Bummer is connected to Barstool Sports, but that's a whole another that's a whole another segment for another day. So before we get on out of here, what you guys got planned for the weekend? Well, I'll probably be watching some basketball today. May even hit the gym working out because I got baseball getting going on Tuesday. Almost oh, baseball modern. already. Yeah, I'm going to be at Wyandotte High School for a JV game unless it rains and rains and rains, which it's been doing a lot of. What Planet Fitness do you go to? Um, it depends. Sometimes I go to the Monroe location. Other, ta- Monroe? I don't know. other times I go to the Belleville location if I'm getting off of work and I need a massage after throwing boxes all day. But I'll probably go to the one of the many Toledo area locations. Helps having a black card membership. Same here. You ever work out with Jared? Uh, no. He, yeah, he actually works out a level up. So, oh, okay. His own. Yeah, that's right. His own little. You can go over there, man. Work out. Get you some hot. Start dunking. I come on. I can't jump. <laughs> okay, David. You? Yeah, same. Watching college basketball. Watching my prediction from a couple weeks ago come true as. Go Blue takes down the Volunteers. That's not happening. I mean, anything can happen in 40 minutes. A lot of people thought St. St. Peter's wouldn't beat Kentucky. Right, you never even heard of St. Peter's. And over there, like, yeah, I knew it was in Jersey City. No, you didn't. You didn't even know who coached the team, Frank. Telling that telling that story. Telling After further review, Fibs. You listen after further review here. Thanks for Frank and David uh, coming in again. Once again, if you missed the show or any of our segments, go to WXVT's After Further Review SoundCloud and iTunes page with a picture of Frank Basher and that horse's head. We'll have all the segments posted up there. You can listen to us in your car, at home, and in on your phone as mobile as it is. Once again, thanks to 88.3 WXVT having us in here in the studio. We had to do two segments because of copyright issues, but we'll see you when we see you. Have a good day, David. All right, see you guys. Yeah, that's David the Man God Harris for Frank. David, I'm Derek Lawson. Peace. We're out. See you when you see you.